It's a delightful Bambi romp through a flowery fairyland of happy, harmless, fruit-proof family fun for the whole family of all ages. Or is it? Taste the rainbow of fruit pain. <laughs> we got movie signs. I'm Candy the Final Girl. And I'm TV's Shaun of the Dead. And this is The House That Screams. Tonight we have a very special episode. Um, it's combining two things that are super important to me and actually uh, the things that kind of brought us together, whether directly or indirectly, and it is horror on MST3K, also known as Mystery Science Theater 3000. I'm so excited. I, I don't know. I just don't even know what to say. So I'm going to go ahead and intro everybody. We'll get to the, what we have to say. We've got Erica Wright. Hello, everyone. Dave Kerman. Hi, what's up? Very excited. And Daniel Nightmare Nerd Ryan. Greetings, my fellow horror fanatics. This is going to be a fun one. And instead of waiting till last, uh, I decided to go first tonight. And what we're doing is discussing some of the horror films that were shown on the show, Mystery Science Theater 3000. And my first thought was to go to the 1976 nature horror film, Squirm. This episode was featured in the final, well, what was the final episode, uh, the final season for a very long time, season 10. And this is before like uh, Jonah later came on with a Netflix revival. But anyway, um, this was shown on there, and I love the film. It's about killer worms. You know, the worms are angry after a storm in Georgia, and they want to, because of electricity, I mean, don't look too, you don't want to dig too deep into some of these films. They don't do, like, your highbrow films. But I actually like this film. Yeah. So, as a film, I have to say, uh, it was during that time where we had, like, frogs, slugs, you know, yeah, those uh, uh, Nature Strikes Back movies were yeah, very popular. Food of, the, food, food of the Gods, Night yeah. of the Lepus, Night of the Lepus, oh, another yeah. classic. Yeah. Yeah. They, were all, they were all the rage back then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I actually like this film. Um, and I think uh, there were some really cool things to it. Um, in the episode, which was one of the final ones for about 20-something years, they, they did a very sh long short because they would sometimes do short episodes, like like these little kind of uh, almost like 1950s instructional videos and kind of riff those on Mystery Science Yummy. Theater. Well, this one they did a, a very famous in the MST3K community short called A Case of Spring Fever, featuring Coily the Spring Sprite. And one of the funniest shorts ever. It really is. It's great. Yeah. Dave can attest he just got Coily tattooed on him. Yeah, she can go to my OnlyFans and see that. <laughs> First 90 days are free. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, I'm very happy with I'm very happy with that tattoo. Yeah, it, it's a very awesome tattoo. Um, but yeah, the the case of spring fever is actually kind of a longer short, and there's a reason for this. It's because they cut so much of the film out. Yeah. Um, MSC3K had an airtime of two hours, which would have been enough time to fit the entire film in, even with commercials. But they cut out uh, some gore effects. Uh, some of the deaths. So there's at the, by the end of the movie, there's some parts that like it jumps ahead in time, or you you can't figure out like what's missing here. So they did cut some of the film out, um, some of it probably for time, and then yeah, and definitely some of the gore. But the gore is not so extreme. Like in this day and age, mm-hmm. instead of in 1999, it it would be they wouldn't cut it. They definitely right. wouldn't cut it. But back then, they were still a little. Stretch. Well, especially since now they're on streaming services, there's no censorship there. Yeah, yeah. It's so different now. now than it was back then. So yeah, but this is you know cut out of the episode. Uh, I urge you to watch the movie. I think it's a good little fun horror film. Um, yeah. You can. I think it's streaming for free on Tubi right now. Mm-hmm. I believe. I remember when this was in the theaters. I remember watching the trailer for it and thinking, man, I need to go see this. Yeah. What, what what year was this one? 1976. 76. Yeah. So I remember. Yeah, I remember seeing that, and it looked really scary. The movie itself is a lot less scary. Although I've never, I don't know that I've ever seen the unedited version. You, I've only ever seen. You should the, see it. It's, yeah. it. It makes it kind of. Um, yeah. When you, when you a, see the MST3K version, it kind of you see everything they cut out, and it and you see that not just did they cut out the gore, but they cut out. And the gore is nothing over the top. I mean, it's just kind of like your standard 70s gore. And maybe I'm just a little bit calloused on that. I've watched horror movies all the time, but I don't think it's much. But they cut out things that kind of uh, made sense in the story. So there's parts of the story that you don't see, and you're kind of like, well, what the fuck happened to this person? You know? So, yeah, I definitely recommend seeing the film. And this film actually is the only film that Joel, the original host and the creator of Mystery Science Theater, saw in the theaters. So it bears that distinction. Yeah. And this was uh, this was early Rick Baker. Yes, it was. That's that's right. Very early. Yeah, he was he was on the effects team. A couple of things that I want to mention about the uh, the film. One, I am I have this fear. We talk about the OCD. I actually have OCD, but I'm afraid of things that squirm. So mm-hmm. it kind of gets to me in that like ew. Like, remember, remember we. Like, I'm not a squeamish person, but I fucking hate maggots. Like that. I know. I had an experience. Yes. Scarred for life. Yeah, I did. But maggots and certain other larvae really bother me. Yeah. And this this film definitely, you know, brings out that adult horror when when Mm -hmm. the entire house is filled with worms. And, you know, like we've talked about in the past, David, like, how are you going to clean all that shit up? <laughs> right. Yeah, like, talk about, they have riffs to that at the end of the film. Like, yeah. everything's filthy. <laughs> Spot I'd be on the phone with, like, Serve Pro. Do you guys do worms? Because yeah. I got a buttload of worms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, the, what they also do with the worms, they kind of zoom in on a specific type of worms. They mostly use Glycera worms. They actually wiped out the entire population for a year of these worms. Um, but, uh, they show these close-ups and it's kind of like, you can see like their, their sort of mouth type openings and they make these screeching sounds Uh and the screeching uh sound is very unnerving. And why it's so unnerving is because, um, 
they actually electronically process the sounds of pigs in slaughterhouses. Oh, so that wow. makes it even creepier knowing that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And it, and then that electronically processing it, it's, it's kind of a fucking unnerving sound, definitely. But yeah, so there's that. And then also there's the famous Mr. Beardsley. We only know to a skull. But Mr. Beardsley is mentioned quite a bit, and they, they even expound upon that in the episode. Like, Mr. Beardsley? Randomly. Because there was Mr. Beardsley. But um, that, the farmhouse that was Mr. Beardsley's house in this movie is one of the most famous haunted houses in Georgia. Like, like haunted by ghosts. Not like a, a an attraction haunted house. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's supposedly, like, super haunted. So I'm like, oh, okay. Now, do, did they choose to film there because of that? Or did they yeah, know that, that? I don't know. I couldn't track that information down. No. Is it still there to this day? As far as I know, yes. Oh. In that I'm area. Not, I'm, not, I'm not going there. No, I'm not going there. <laughs> well, I know that you live in Georgia. So. I live in Georgia. Yeah. yeah. And then also uh, the moment where the, the, the house that they used, that big, ugly, yellow, kind of like Confederate-looking antebellum house it was a real house but they built on that extension and i think that's pretty obvious yeah that part that's just kind of built on um because the tree falling was real they were not stunt people doing it the actual actors they actually threw a tree in there and they knew it was going to happen but like when they're all running they're actually scared as shit because (laughs) if that tree misses mark people were going to go down yeah but luckily nobody was hurt And, and I also want to say, with maybe a little bit of, you know, shame, I actually really like the soundtrack to this film, especially that last song. Like, yeah. you know, uh, the, whether in the episode, uh, the bots and Mike are pretending it's, they're taking a test. So, like, you know, it's all these different ways to love you. They're like, 35, I got 35. What's your answer? Uh, well, <laughs> she says shadows a lot. Maybe it's shadows. You know, but I, I like that song. And um, <laughs> so. For my ratings on this, uh, as a film, um, Squirm, because I like the film a lot, I'm giving it a 7.5 worms in my egg cream out of 10. (laughs) 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 And then as an episode on Mystery Science Theater, it gets 10 Mr. Beardsley's out of 10. I think this is one of the best episodes. Season 10 was full of really amazing fucking episodes. Yeah. This is definitely um, one of the best episodes, one of the last episodes of that era, the Mike era. And so, yeah, 10 out of 10 episode. Mr. Beardsley. Yay. Anybody want to share anything about Squirm? Uh, can I real quick? I just, it's got my favorite my favorite riff from that episode is when they're trying to break – when uh, the, the hero – I use that in air quotes. Yeah. Hero. And uh, and the giant si- and the giant sister are trying to br- are trying to break are trying to break into the dentist and they and I can't remember which one of the one of the botcher Mike says he says he's a really great dentist if you can keep him from knocking you out and impregnating you. That's like the best riff ever. I didn't say my favorite riff and it always makes Sean die laugh and it's kind of a quiet one. But it's when Jerry and Meg are hero and heroine, air quotes. Um, they go to the sheriff who fucking hates them for no good reason. He's an ass. Totally gross. And he's eating spaghetti in this restaurant, and they found another another body with the worms and shit. So they go, and they're like, 
sheriff, we got to get your help. The worms are, you know, they bite people and stuff. And the sheriff's like, I'll give you to the count or whatever to get out of my face. And they're like, and then, you know, Mick, our hero, our antiquing hero. That's all we That's true antiquing. Yeah. Okay. So, um, anyway, so he turns to Jerry and it says quiet at that moment. And he goes, let's go. We've got to <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but he kills us. We're just like, clown school? What the fuck? I, I think his hair. He, well, He's they got both that. have red hair, and they yeah, make fun of them. And, yeah. and it's just like, at the end of the movie, they're kind of like, they, the riff is that, and if you have red hair, do not mate. <laughs> oh. Anti-ginger. I like, I like at the beginning when the... At the beginning, when the storms, you know, rolling in and and it's showing all the scenes, you know, throughout the town and uh, the the uh, live nude worms. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> or at the very beginning, when they see the title and it says squirm, and Mike's like, I don't know started, why, but okay, and they're okay. all like, him in the water, kind of squirming. That's a great visual humor. And the short is definitely one of the funniest shorts. It, it it seems like it goes on forever, and it really is one of the longer shards. But, uh, yeah. yeah, like I said, as an episode, 10 out of 10. As a movie, 7.5, <clears throat> which isn't bad for one of those nature revenge 70s films. Yeah. So, one of uh, plausible concepts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have too many plausible concepts. Like, even in The Birds, which is the one that kind of started this trend, from Alfred Hitchcock, he doesn't explain why the birds go nuts. They're just kind of like, fuck you guys. Which, We're done. We it's talked about that. In the, we talked about Stephen King in the last episode. Yeah. That I find that scarier, not explaining it to me. Yeah. Because yeah. if you were in that cafe, like in the birds, you wouldn't know what was going on either. So it draws you into the story. That's how I feel anyway. I know a lot of people want the explanation. I don't want the explanation. I yeah. just want to be. I just want to be horrified by birds pecking mm-hmm. my eyes out. Yeah. Which <laughs> would be pretty horrifying. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, using that as an example, there's a way to do this nature revenge, right? And there's a way to do it wrong. I still think Squirm does it, you know, right. Uh, Birdemic on the other hand. Oh, my fucking God. It hurts. That's a way to do it wrong. And he was trying to be so serious, and that made it worse. Yeah. Do not watch this film. So I got to in Daniel's words, I got to interject. May I interject? Um, Yes. You may. Not movie related, not exactly on topic, but for people who love creepy, crawly horror stories that are disgusting, and if you like to read horror novels, read J- uh, Nick Cutter's The Truth. Oh my God, I it love that book. Fucking that book. Disgusting, yeah. and I love it so much. Yeah, I love that book. Making a note. Yeah, it is uh, vomit-inducing. They do explain well, it. Well, did you give that to my mom to read? Yes, yeah, I think yeah, she has she, it. Yeah, she dug it. Yeah, oh, mom wow. has it. The troop vomit inducing. Got it. Yeah. (laughs) It is one of the most gruesome novels I've read, but it's also cool that Nick Cutter clearly has this literary flair for handling this topic. Yeah. Which is like kind of asking for. Yeah, when we get it back from mom, I'm definitely going to give it a read. Yeah, that's a good one. Anyway. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's good. (laughs) Daniel, as an MSTUK fan, how do you feel about Squirm? I mean, it is one of the stronger episodes for how much later in the show that they aired it. Yeah. Um, I'm not really that big into the whole nature revenge movie genre, but particularly this one with the worms, all I could think of was Tremors. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is a long time before Tremors. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 also just word of advice: don't don't eat lo mein if you're watching this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and the and the scene with the you were talking about the uh, the egg cream, that that Ugh. scene, and I, it, take, it takes me back to like an uh, invasion of the. The giant spider invasion with the blender, which is oh, the blender. Yeah, yeah. The giant spider yeah. invasion is so good. Uh, okay. <laughs> mm, no, no. King actually fucking loves that film, by the way. No, I love that. I, I love that one so much. Yeah, Dom's wow. the cop. He actually talks about that particular scene. He's like, this movie is shit, but I love it. I've got to revisit this movie now. I, I haven't seen it in many years, so I... Richard did it, I think, last year as well. Oh, uh, yeah. I, oh, I, I, I thought you were talking about um, Giant spider it, but, you know. but Squirm definitely... It's, it, it was free on Tubi for quite a while, if you're wanting to watch the entire yeah. film. But and uh, it's on episode, Shudder for a while, too. It's, yeah, yeah, they did have it on Shudder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a fun film. I, I think it's worth the time. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, jump it's into a, my second. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a good one. No, no, it's, it's a good one. That's, I'm just validating that. It's a good one. No, my, no, I'm going from that, which is like firing in all pistons kind of episode, and you know, a really fun movie. I'm gonna pick. I picked a my second film. Uh, an episode is one that nobody ever talks about, and I think that's kind of sad because I actually think it's a pretty solid film. Uh, it's tormented by Mr. Burt I. Gordon, who Sean hates, but I love. Most people don't give him enough credit. Mr. Big, Burt I. Gordon. Uh, they did quite a few of his works on um, Mr. Science Theater, but this uh, film tormented 1960. We have Richard Carlson, fresh off Creature from the Black Lagoon, you know, in this film. And we got Susan Gordon, uh, Burt I. Gordon's daughter, who was only 10 when she did this film. And this is a very dark film. It's a very dark story, and I like ghost stories, so I wanted to pick a ghost story and talk about, you know, this film. It was, I think it's a really solid film. Is it, like, the best thing I've ever seen? Absolutely not, but I think it's a good film. Uh, it's uh, considered Burt I. Gordon's uh, best film ever, mm. honestly. <laughs> and if you've seen some of his other films, you go, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Yeah, I could I can see this. We we sat down and and I've watched this a couple times, but I never made it all the way through. Um, cause yeah. like I said, like I said, we always we always put MST3K on at night when we get in bed, and so like I'd maybe make half hour forty five minutes before I fall asleep. And there's um, a reason for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's the, the movie I thought sucked, but ah, uh, but no. but but sitting down and and actually watching it like from beginning to end the movie's actually not that bad and i thought that i thought the riffs were were pretty good when they're good they're good but it yeah. is as as, a, as an episode i think the riffs are slow i i don't think this is you, you uh, one of their when they were having fun and when they were just spinning the wheels yeah right, and yeah when the riffs were on point they're definitely like fall out of your chair laughing but when but there's like a lot of slow patches in the riffing, and I don't yeah. like that. I like you know more of like a, a a brisk pace, which you know, and that's how that divides a lot of MST3K fans. I do like it faster pace. <laughs> we have short attention spans. Yeah. <laughs> well, not just that, but I, I just really like to and and I like the the, the all the riffs to pack a punch, you know. Mm-hmm. So like really well thought out riffing, you know, and synchronicity with the, the film, but um. I just, I like the ghost story. I think one of the things that Burt I. Gordon doesn't get enough credit for is 
his special effects, and that's kind of, he, he always did his own special effects. And if you look at the special effects, this is a 1960 film in black and white. They're pretty state-of-the-art and pretty revolutionary for 1960. You know, the headless scenes, just the hands, um, you know, with our, our ghost Vi, who is yeah. an evil bitch, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One yeah, of some of my she, favorite riffs are, like, it? when she's falling from the railing, she's like, help me, and he's like, uh, and they're like, hmm, the phone's <laughs> ringing, honey, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna save you. Here we uh, go, we can think about it. She really came apart on the rocks, didn't she? <laughs> like those are some funny riffs, but uh, there's yeah. there are some funny ones, but there are there's kind of a lull in in the uh, the episode, um, and it's a dark fucking movie. Um, poor little Sandy, she was the best actress actor in general in this film, um, and that's that was Susan Gordon's character, and she's very very young, mm-hmm. and. Um, like you just and they and they talk about it at the end. Uh, this is uh, Joel hosted. This is season four. So uh, they talk about like at the end, it's only a movie. It's only a movie. And they make up like happy thoughts because the movie was so goddamn dark. It was it really dark. No. It's very Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, and I no. mean just the childhood ruined by from this little girl <laughs> who was kind of in love with him. And I don't understand some of the plot points. Uh, like, why was he marrying this Meg chick? And she has this little... And in the movie, she says she's eight. <laughs> so, and why is he marrying this girl who has an eight-year-old sister? Like, what the hell happened there? Yeah. No. Even if she's 18, that's a 10-year gap. Like, damn. Like, after 10 years, I'd be like, nah, I don't think I need another kid. <laughs> right? <laughs> One's fine. <laughs> There's seven years between mine, and I was like, uh, I'm reaching my limit. <laughs> Yeah. Either now or never. And then you got the and then you got the ferry driver who's you know trying to extort him and blackmail him and. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually went on to have quite a career. Uh, and I didn't write down everything he's been in, and uh, but he's uh, looked that up on the IMDb and tormented uh, as uh, the ferry driver. I, I don't think he has a name in the film, but he actually went on to have quite a career. And uh, I thought he was he was pretty good, a little bit too slangy, like hey, I'm so beaten egg or whatever. But yeah. yeah, he was very beat. He was very uh, yeah. He had used a lot of slang. Hey man. Like, hey yeah. dad. Yeah, dad. Hey, dad. Hey, hey, dad. Dad. Very hip, like Dobie Gillis, you know, yeah. evil <laughs> Dobie Gillis. Yeah. Or not not Dobie Gillis, but Maynard Krebs is what I was thinking. I'm sorry, not Dobie yeah. Gillis. Dating yeah. myself. This is one of those episodes I could never get through. But I forced myself to it because I uh, to get through it because I wanted to understand all of the uh, Tom Stewart killed me riffs mm. from all the other episodes. Yeah. Well, you didn't <laughs> get very far. I mean, that's like at about like maybe yeah. I, and I'm not a I'm not point when that happens. I'm not proud of that either. And, and I actually <laughs> talked about this movie before they did it on MST. What'd yeah. you think of it? What'd you think of it just by itself? Uh, well, well, I was gonna say I knew it because my mother, knowing my budding love of horror movies, she got me a VHS tape. It was all clips. From public domain movies, pretty much. I, I just remember one section called uh, "No Way to Get Ahead in Life," and they played the Tom Stewart killed me part. <laughs> Again, I thought it was a great effect. Now, like I said, this is a darker film, and it's uh, as far as an episode, it's slower paced. I um, the riffs when they're funny, they're funny. When they're not, they're not. Mm-hmm. You can tell when they're filling in time. Yeah. But. Uh, so as a movie, I'm going to give this 
Now, these are going to be obscure since none of us are, none of you guys are big fans, but I may give it 6.5 lighthouses out of 10 as a film. I think it's actually pretty solid, good ghost story. I like it. Good acting. Um, yeah, pretty solid. As an episode, uh, being the fan that I am and how slow and kind of, the host segments weren't the greatest and uh, the riffing's a little spotty. Um, I gave it five ruined childhoods out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but I, I think Tormented should definitely be brought up. It's definitely a horror film, and it was definitely uh, underrated at the time and now. Underrated. It's a good ghost story. So that's what I got. Nice. Bravo. Right. Thank you. Who's up? Uh, I guess I'll go. Uh, my episodes are pretty painful. So, I know. <laughs> Deep hurting. Better you than I, me. I deliberately uh, picked some movies that were eh, not so great. This is yeah. Well, they're not <laughs> they're now for doing great films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the first one I picked was The Incredible Melting Man. I'm sorry. I love that episode so I much. I love that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, the original film came out in 1977. Uh, Rick Baker did the special effects for the Melting Man, and uh, pretty cool. Apparently, pretty he cool. went to show. Yeah, I, I did like those special effects, and he uh, intended to show like four stages of the melt. And for whatever reason, he wasn't able to actually uh, complete that with that project. So it's it's kind of like it, when you watch the film, it's like the guy goes from he's in a hospital bed with bandages to then boom, full on melting. And there's not really yeah. that in-between progression that probably would have helped this film a lot. Yeah, and it's pretty grody, though. It is. Like, it's very it's, damp. I love the concepts like of all like the, the different you know, like um, the Incredible Shrinking Man was a really fun film, for instance, and there were mm-hmm. like such and such man or whatever, and I thought melting, oh, that's cool and gory. Well, like <laughs> the movie is so slow and boring, has all these pacing problems, and yeah. just ugh. Um, like <laughs> the, the gore effects were actually pretty cool. I did like the melting effects, but realistically, seeing all the the crap, the goop that comes off of this guy, he should have melted down much faster than what he actually does in the <laughs> Yes. There is uh, a lot. <laughs> so, I don't know, I didn't really love that movie itself. Um, the ripping was pretty fun, um, for the most part. There were some, some parts where it seemed like they were just filling time because it was slow. Actually, my favorite riffs were in the end credits where they're talking about what they learned from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I learned a sheriff can be single and not married. I mean, there's a lot of funny things with that. So I, I actually like the, the end credit riffing more than the actual episode. <laughs> um, so I don't have a ton to say about that. So I'd say the movie itself, um, I'd probably give it five out of ten not great most of my positive uh rating would be because of the special effects for that time period yeah it's pretty gory pretty nasty looking um they could have done so much more with the plot though so i should backtrack so like the plot's basically this astronaut goes to saturn on a space mission comes back with some 
radioactivity mm-hmm. and some some other factors that make him start to melt once he's back on Earth. <laughs> so I think they could have done a lot more with this. There was a very similar film done years and years before that. Uh, the Quater Mass Experiment kind of did some similar things, and it did it better even with more primitive special effects. Yeah. So, yeah, for for my issue, it's like it was just the execution of this concept that didn't totally work for me. Um, for the roofing, I would probably give it uh, eight out of ten. Yeah, it was. It has some good ones in it, there. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. But what I really found memorable and also super painful because I made myself suffer for this episode. The second thing I picked was Manos, the Hands of Fate. Uh, oh my God, I so much. I know. I'm sorry, I had to get that out. The movie, and even the title, which of course people like Manos literally means hands or hands. So, so it's like hands, hands, of fate. hands of fate. What the fuck? <laughs> I actually happened. I, I interviewed Jackie. The master would not approve. I think Daniel, you were there when we got to talk to Jackie, who yes, plays Debbie in the film, who is the uh, the master's daughter, the guy who played the master ah. daughter. So I talked to Jackie. She's very very cool. Daniel was there. Uh, very very hip, just awesome lady. Nice. She wrote but, a she wrote a book. She, uh, yeah, I mean, she I've, read a book. It's she on my bookshelf books. right now. She makes the main scars. She makes the, the rose. Can you grab that book and show us? I, I kind of want to see it. Sorry to away. take your butt out. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm curious. Jackie, Jackie's very, very cool. And, um, you know, she's really embraced this, this film. Yeah. And, and I, I was so great to talk to her, and I respect her, and I respect the film. Yes. And she's, and Manos. I just and there she is the, the book, growing, uh, what is it, Growing Up Manos? <laughs> yeah, Growing Up Manos. Um, Great Jackie's book. very cool. Jackie, uh, uh, what is it, Naaman Jones? Uh, did I say that correctly? Jackie Naaman, because she's, her married yeah, name Jack, is Yeah, Jackie Naaman Jones, yeah. Yeah, you can find her on Facebook. She does sell a lot of Manos things, but I couldn't, I didn't have the heart to tell her, I fucking hate this film. Just the theme <laughs> music makes me want to kill myself. Yeah. I can't even sleep with that episode on because I wake up and I'm like, ah! Okay, I'm sorry, Erica. Go ahead. I did. I did just throw it's that out there. Extremely painful film. I I will totally agree with that. Like I can I can kind of see how it's also a cult film. Like it's so bizarre and incompetent at the same time that it's more interesting than what it should be sometimes. And yeah. I can see why some people like it for that cult factor. It's just oh. Yeah, that ain't that ain't me. We we sat down. We sat down. I think maybe two or three times and tried to get through this. And this is one of those well, movies. <laughs> this is one of those movies that not even the riffs can can get me does, through. It does contain my favorite Joel riff ever because this is right before he left the show. Oh, I was gonna mm-hmm. say yeah. That is, uh, this is right before he left the show, and then at the very beginning, because of the way it was filmed, they could only film like a couple minutes at a time. That's where there's all those little breaks. It was the sort of camera they were using. But Joel says every scene of this fo- this film looks like someone's <laughs> last known <laughs> photograph. <laughs> And they're telling him how cute he is, but you, you're just so cute, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was like the best thing about this episode. Me, that, like, costume, honestly. 
Yes. That's exactly sort of TMNT, too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love this. Yeah, this is one of those episodes that I remember um, not watching for the longest time, not watching it. And I finally had to, like, force myself to watch it because it's the, the episode that everyone talks about. And yes. it's, 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 Actually, if I can interject for one quick second, yeah, it's yeah. the most popular episode of MSC3K ever. Yeah. Sadly. Sadly. <sighs> Well, I think okay. it's the I think it's the bright combination of weird weird movie plus the riffing is really good, but it's a tough movie to get through. It's yeah. like you're talking. It's it's just like it makes it's no tough. fucking sense. Yeah, none of it makes any it, it, sense. It's so painful. It's so painful. Yeah. So uh, it hurts. Uh, uh, yeah, it's supposed to hurt. The the movie itself like, is like so so poorly paced, <laughs> so weird. Like. Way too much downtime of showing them driving around and fucking nothing happens. And then when stuff does happen, it's just like, what the Kids hell? Like all the, the all, the, <laughs> all the cat fight scenes yeah. between the different women and the sheer white negligees. Yeah. But then the music is also a very strange choice for and this. Fucking and ending. and the extra ick factor, the little girl. Yeah. The little Ew. girl of that family. She shows up at the end in one of the those white negligees. It's like, ew, white, why are you doing this? And I think even <laughs> all the, the guys on the episode were like, no! They're yeah, gonna, yeah. so wrong. Oh, such a weird That's our Jackie movie. right it's there. Very it's very like, Our Jackie. Yeah, that's that's uh, little Debbie right there. Uh, but oh my God, this fucking film it just hurts me. And I, I, I like to sleep to different episodes and I'll, I would sometimes put Manos on because, you know, I see Manos more times than I wanted. <laughs> I keep trying to like find the appeal as to why it's the number one MSC3K film when we have just season 10 alone. You can pick any winner from there. But okay, so Manos. But I just keep trying and I'm like, ugh, it hurts me. It burns. It's like, I feel like Reagan in Exorcist. It burns. <laughs> I've come around to it. I've come around to Manos, yeah. I've had over 20 something years too, and I still have it. Oh man, I think the riffs uh, for me is what makes this watchable. Because if I yeah. if I had watched just the movie by itself for the entirety of the thing, I don't think I could finish it. You and those, I'd uh, have to go out and so, contemplate my life. Like, oh. yeah, <laughs> it's, oh, man. it's really the riffs and the funny jokes about it that that make it better for me. So I can see why it's it's the most popular episode. So I also have to like clarify, I'm kind of a casual viewer of this whole series. I'm not a hardcore fan. I don't understand the fan conflicts between people who like one host over a different host. I don't get all that stuff. Even us uh, hardcore I fans just, don't like, get that, so don't worry about it. Uh, okay, yeah. So I I did pick this episode because it, this film is considered one of the worst films ever made. And it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like, the riffs were like some of the funniest riffs I've heard you know in any given episode i actually say that all the time like this looks like someone's last known photograph <laughs> <laughs> at one point i think crow shot oh my god it's going to turn into a snuff film yes yes <laughs> yeah, it feels like it is it feels like it and that fucking music and you know this yeah. movie was made on a dare yeah it, it feels like really, it. it it was actually really made on a dare production is really the real story behind this movie yes 
Yeah, there's a lot of interesting backstory to Manos. Using that stupid camera where you had to crank it and they can only film for like 30 seconds at a time. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's why they that's fade in, fade out. Fade in, fade out. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, that's right. Interesting. So, yeah, like, one, like one of the other funny quotes, Servo says, you know, there are certain flaws in this film. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, I got to go watch it now. I can't. I'm done. My days are yeah. done. I have a copy that sits there untouched. I watched it. Yeah, I got it. When it aired, I was a kid, but a teenager. But I watched it when it aired, and that was like good enough. But I've watched it since then. Like, think I'm an adult now, and you know, I'll yeah. get it more. No, I don't. I hate it more. For me, shameful is I. I have seen films much worse than Manos, The Hands of Fate. Much worse, so I'm not. I'm not going to give it one out of ten. Oh no, it doesn't. It's like far more competent. Successful. I, I would probably. I would give the film itself maybe three out of ten. Just because it's so bad, it has a few redeeming qualities, and it has some level of train wreck I can't look away. <laughs> I think it does have a good creepy element. You know, the music itself yeah. fucks me up. It's really yeah. simple, like the pan flute little thing. But it's very simple but effective. That, that yeah. they did that it right. It does have its moments, and but oh, man, it is super painful to watch. I put it kind of, I rank it sort of with the room. If you're gonna mm-hmm. for a bad movie, of, the room, the like strap in, <laughs> super painful to watch. But you know they get a cult following because it's so bad. Uh, so yeah, three out of ten for Manos itself, and actually I would say for the the riff part and the, the different um, segue segments uh, 10 out of 10 actually I think this was a really yeah, those, fucking those funny, funny episode yeah I concur that the episode like that part of it is very funny very successful mm-hmm. and, and yeah. Joel's like whole like costume tribute was like, <laughs> like the highlight for me where he comes out there and puts his arm out there like footprints on the sleeve yeah it's <laughs> great <laughs> uh, I love this show so much. I know. This and horror. That's why this episode means so much to me because they're like my two favorite things. The things yeah. I watch every day is horror and MSC3K every single day. Yeah. But this is not an episode. I don't. I, if you were trying to convert somebody to be an MST3K oh, fan, no. you wouldn't no, lead with season veterans. You only. wouldn't <laughs> lead, right? You wouldn't lead with this one, right? You, yeah. you want to go with something much this easier. You would not be compelled to watch another episode of the show. This is this would be like this would be veteran. like in Scientology when you reach like whatever the fortieth fucking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now you're ready for now you're ready for this episode. This is <laughs> this is this is this is the right. final boss. Right. Yeah. <laughs> boss music starts. We start yeah. to film. Right. I just as <laughs> God made me. Point. Oh God. Oh. Yeah. Intro episodes. I I tend to pick the faster paced ones. Uh. You know, usually uh, like later Mike era stuff because yeah. those are easier. And Joel himself said that he used that to get his kids to watch it was later Mike episodes because they're a little faster paced, a little bit more bam, 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 bam. And um, it's just kind of the humor's different. But, you know, stuff like Manos is definitely higher tier. I've been a seasoned yeah. veteran. 
<laughs> you know, you don't intro somebody to the show with this, definitely. Yeah, that's <laughs> a bad movie, veteran already. You don't want to start with that. <laughs> yeah. It's not a first date. It's not a first date episode. That'll be your last <laughs> date. <laughs> for me, like, I like being on the asexuality spectrum, TMI audience. But same, I'm fine. Same, same. <laughs> High five with the hands of faith. Yes. <laughs> uh, these are the panos, the hands of faith. It's like you have to put potential partners through a lot of ringers just to see if that <laughs> I guess, oh, yeah, if you wanted to really cut to the chase, maybe Manos would be a good weeding out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> for things like super explicit, like a Serbian film or philosophy. <laughs> and putting it on the level of a Serbian film. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. What's that say, audience? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, by the way, I love a Serbian film. I'm just saying. So, I'm just saying. put an episode on it. If we could all watch it, I don't know. I love it. But, uh, but yeah, I first, mean, first date movie. Well, we the kids around. You know, we've known each other our whole lives, but we didn't start, you know, we didn't get together and, and actually be a couple until we were grown. And I sleep every night with my Emma care on. I have since, you know, forever. Really, uh-huh. since they came out on DVs, which is immediately after the show in this year, 2000. And so I would sleep with episodes on every single night as the box sets came out. And, uh, you know, he got in bed with me and we were sleeping, you know, whatever he would come. Uh, we were doing a long distance relationship at that point. And he's like, uh, you sleep with the TV on? I said, yep. Sure do. He's like, well, I know. And I'm like, well, I do. Yeah. And, I, and not only that, but I watched him in C3K. He's like, how do you sleep like that? I'm like, you'll find out. And now he, even like when I was in the hospital, he can't sleep. He tried to, he's like, oh, I don't have to sleep with the, the TV on tonight. I don't sleep with MSC 3K on. And he had to go and put MSC 3K on. Because I couldn't sleep. fall asleep. <laughs> she converted so he, me. One know. of us. One of us. That's right. Gabba, Gabba, hey. He was like, this is the line. Can you, can you make it? Can you handle this? <laughs> that's how it is. I converted him. Sure, you're going to see the guy. Also, another perfect first date movie. I spit on your grave. Oh my <laughs> wow, god! Yeah. Wow. I, 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 my first date movie. I like, like Legends of the Fall or some shit would be like my first date movie. You guys, <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are, you guys are scaring me. Have you seen Hostel? Another... Let me just put that in. Yeah. Oh man, I love that. Yeah. Oh Second. boy. Fellow 120 Days of Sodom. Yes. Oh, Does it go through each day individually, or <laughs> I haven't seen this movie? Yeah. Wow. Wait till you guys get a look at her OnlyFans. Extreme. Instead of showing nudity, I would like put hooks in my body or cut myself or something. I don't know. Oh, or, or boy. the illusion of because I'm not really into self-harm, but, right. you know, have to create the illusion. Right? I just feel like Erica's <laughs> extreme OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, God. So. I feet, but, well, that's a whole different topic. Yeah, Daniel got us off topic, so. Uh... Oh, Daniel. Oh. Hey, Daniel. <laughs> he just got real defensive. <laughs> hey Dina, you want to go? Like, what? Why the heck not? <laughs> well, uh, starting us off with the one that I have a 
an affection for it because I've got a bit of a personal connection to it. Horror of Party Beach. Yes. Uh, yes. Great. And uh, this one holds a special place for me because actually it's local. Uh, it was filmed primarily in Connecticut, but I believe they yes. did do scenes in New Jersey as well. And uh, since we're, since Candy was sharing us with so much information about her movies, I've got a little story, rather dark one, about Horror Party Beach. Okay, yeah. Get into it. The band that we see playing at intervals, the Dynamic Del Airs. The Del Airs, yes. They, they were, in fact, a real band from, uh, they came from Pat Patterson, New Jersey. You know, they, they were actually fairly successful in the area, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. Uh, they had a couple of records out, and they jumped at the chance to do the movie to help promote themselves. But um, not long after the movie actually started hitting drive-in theaters, uh, let me get my notes up here. They played a show on August 26, 1963, in Lodi, New Jersey, at a fairly well-known club. Home. Yeah, at a fairly well-known club called uh, the Angel Lounge. And apparently things got a little out of hand. It was a bit too rowdy. The police got called. Well, in this club, there were two men, uh, Tom Trentino and Frank Falco. Okay. <laughs> I'm serious. Those are real names. <laughs> Forget about it. That's what I'm saying. These two were names. Um, Jersey names. Yeah, because more than you realize, these two were a pair of petty criminals. Oh, they had a long history in and out of jail, and they just recently committed armed robberies in Brooklyn. Holy fuck. So, so when the police showed up, they freaked out. And they broke under the pressure, and they jumped the officers that arrived. And the Delaires were actually, like, breaking down their equipment and loading it in their van. When these two thugs got the drop on these officers, stole their pistols, forced them to strip naked, get on their knees, and beg their lives before murdering them, point blank range. Wow. Uh, wow, okay. The, the Del Ayers did not see the actual killing take place, but they did see the two killers making their escape, and they did have to testify at the trial. And as a result of all the uh, bad press, the Angel Lounge, which was one of their most regular venues, closed. And uh, between just having that hanging over them and no longer having one of their top spots, the Dale Lairs broke up shortly afterward. Wow. Whoa. That's crazy. I told you it was going to be a... <laughs> and that was in Lodi. That's where misfits come from. Yeah. Been there many times. Makes sense, doesn't it? That that's where Glenn Stantic was spawned. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's, not, Daniel, here to, Rob's no. not here to make fun of me about Glenn Danzig tonight. When yeah. Daniel says it's going to get dark, he ain't fucking around. No, yeah. no, he's not. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This was the weird New Jersey. If you ever get a chance to check them out. Wow. Uh, anyhow, uh, Horror Party Beach, as an episode, I think it's really great because this one, they were firing on all cylinders. They were. Yeah. They were. And, and it, it really is such a product of its time when you just had all these stupid teen beach movies it was the it was the slasher of the time basically everyone was yep. making them right they, they, they were cheap and they consistently turned a profit yeah msc3k did mm -hmm. quite a few and um th this one in particular i i just knew it was going to be awesome within the first few minutes when we witnessed that utterly horrible transformation <laughs> sequence that's blatantly filmed in front of a fish tank Yes. <laughs> yes. We, we, see our, we see our first monster head with the big tennis ball aisles. Eyes, and I think it was I think it was Mike who says Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> and the hot dog mouth. Hot dog mouth. Wiener mouth. 
<laughs> and by the way, the, the monsters were in fact portrayed by just random members of the crew who weren't needed for that particular shot. So, okay, put this on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, this was an interesting synthesis because, like, beach party movies like the Frankie Avalon and that right. cello thing was big, yeah. and then also like the radioactive monsters. So they they decided to combine the two. And try to make a movie, a, a so music, you know. that was getting the kids to the drive-ins. Right. So we'll no. just put them together. And, yeah. music. Rock and roll, you know, kind of thing. And you've got your radioactive monster driving Perfect. gold, right? Just fucking yeah. movie go. How much How much you need right there? How much you need? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, actually, this, this story will really thrill you, Candy. Oh, okay. <laughs> when, when I was in high school, when Mystery Science Theater was still in the sci-fi channel, um, there were like three or four guys. Uh, Brendan Fay was the name of one of them. I forget the other three. But they were big in a mystery science theater. So every year we had two talent shows, one in the fall and one in the spring. And for the fall one, I think it was our senior year, they did um, When I Held Your Brain in My Arms, wearing purple clothes. And <laughs> oh, my God, <laughs> yes. During Suddenly Susan. <laughs> then and then for the spring musical they didn't did indeed do the sodium song. Sodium I like you know one of my favorite uh riffs from this is really at the beginning when the guy they keep calling uh oh god his name just escaped me. Uh Johnny Mathis. There it is. Okay. And, then, and they, they, chances are that'll kick your scrawny ass. <laughs> There's like kind of a fight at the beginning. This episode's got and some I, great riffs. And I really love the the host bit where Mike. Basically, it's, it's Mike, and obviously he's wearing. They're showing him like the waist up, but manly beach dancing. No, 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 no! Stop, stop, stop! Stop hopping. <laughs> maybe the, he's like maybe the tags in front. Hang on, let me turn around. Like no, 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 no. He's like, well, 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 well. <laughs> Mike, like, you're so new. You were so, so new. <laughs> I love that we all know these. And he's shaking yeah. it, and it's like you could just imagine his ding dong or dick or whatever hanging out. We all need to around. get out more. <laughs> well, like, well, well, well. Oh, well, well. He's so. Oh, nude. <laughs> These stupid old 50s beach movies, the women's clothing must have been downright risque at the time. Yeah. Today, today it looks like they're wearing triangles over their tits. Yeah. 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 But the, men, the, men's, the men's wear, you look at it and you feel like, Jesus, don't these guys have any shame? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you can see the outline of every pubic hair. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but it's so crude, I will not. I will Yeah. Because we have standards. Yeah, we don't want to see Daniel blush. It was it's one of my mom's things, but I, I won't repeat. She's than me. Okay. You know, as, as, as a movie itself, I'd have to give this one like uh, four out of ten, you know, fistfuls of sodium. <laughs> sodium. It, it is a fun movie on its own, only if you look at it in a light of, you know, parody and humor. If you, if you went into a drive-in expecting to see a good movie, I probably would have demanded my money back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. Uh, and as an episode, I say, you know, 10 out of 10. Yeah. 
this was yeah, one of their better a- ones, particularly for the later in the show. They were just going on with, with all cylinders pounding for this one. Absolutely. The host yeah. segments are great. The riffs are yeah. fucking hilarious. <clears throat> and uh, for my second pick, another favorite of mine, Devil Doll. Oh, I knew you were going to pick that one before you even called so it. So good. Because I was thinking about your Twilight Zone picks. Yeah. And I was like, he's going to be a Devil Doll. Well, it, it's funny to me because today, like the hellacious half pint, that's a staple of horror. But back when you had the dummy in the Twilight Zone or Hugo and Devil Doll, it was really kind of a, a very innovative concept. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, th- this one, it's just funny because I think this actually could have been a decent, like, you know, fit, like horror flick for its time. Yeah, it had the potential. It, yeah, I mean, there's Hugo looks effing creepy. Mm hmm. Yeah. He also looks like Martin Shkreli, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, even though in so so many scenes it's very obviously a guy wearing a stupid outfit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That, that does kind of bring he, it down. The way he moved in some parts as Hugo really does look almost mechanical. Mm-hmm. And and like the scene where Hugo is stalking up on the butt lady while she's asleep. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. And uh, the great Varelli, like that guy, that man's voice could just melt butter. But yeah, but yeah. I mean, it was just like his face, though. Like, how very, is very non-expressive face? Like, yeah, it was just like, and it's it's so zooming in on his face. There's a couple like still frames of it, and I'm just like, get that away from me. <laughs> get behind me, Satan. Yeah. Like I just how he, he's supposed to be terrified of his minion turning on him. Hugo. Get back in your cage, like, yeah. like he's reading a cue card. Yeah, tremendously intense. Like he's training a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> and and easily by far, this is one of the best ones just for those few minutes where it's the, the hypnotism bit, followed by Hugo and Ventriloquy. So many incredible zingers. They were just tossing out left and right. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this this has uh, one of my favorite riffs in it. Um, he, Hugo's in the cage, and it's got like the the black cloth draped over it, and he's kind of he's the camera shows him kind of from the side, and he's like he's like, "Forgive me, dummy, for I have sinned." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I cracked up. <laughs> and, and the, the fact that just that stupid bit about the ham sandwich ended up becoming yeah, ham, a recurring MSP meme. If you think he like ham, what do you see me like ham? <laughs> That's what it's most known for in the community. People always say, oh, you go ham, 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 you know? Oh, God. My favorite riff is fine, everybody's thrill as I get my own onion dip. <laughs> <laughs> That final segment where Varelli and Hugo are struggling, I think that's actually a really great example of minimalist filmmaking. Yes. The, the, the way they cut to the shots of the pictures looking on and flashbacks from at the movie. I thought that and, was well done. Yeah, because if they had just shown Hugo and Varelli fighting, all you're going to see is a guy holding a Muppet going like this. <laughs> and only Bruce Campbell can do that kind of acting correctly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it just had that wonderful riff of, you know, uh, like the, the joke's on you. All, all finished wood products of my brother and a will help me. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. 
<laughs> and the great William Sylvester, right? This is so great. They make a lot of jokes about his chin dimple, which I love. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of those. Didn't he just tape a donut hole to his chin? <laughs> oh, no, it was had it surgically implanted. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, riffs there. I love yeah, that episode. As, as, as an overall picture on its own, I would actually give that uh, probably like five out of ten ham sandwiches. <laughs> it, could, it, could so it could so easily have been a really effective horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as an episode, oh, it, it's a ten out of ten. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely. Funny tell. It's funny as hell. Makes it watchable. Yeah. <laughs> like me. You really like Here's the pipe, you take it. <laughs> I'm sorry. You made David cry. Oh, I've just I've been looking forward to this episode for a while. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I mean, I w- I've been playing this since I first started the show, so here in season three, I'm finally happy to do it. And when I brought it up in chat, and I was like, "Do you guys want to do this now, or do you want to wait?" And everybody's like, "Now." I'm like, "All right." David, do you want me to go next so you have time to collect yourself? Yeah, please. Okay. By all means. <laughs> oh, no, 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 go without me. I'm gonna get another drink with no ice. Okay. <laughs> I think he's had a little too much ice. Yeah. <laughs> it's that good ice. I got that good ice right now. Ice, ice. You want to understand, I'm like such an ice fanatic. There is a such thing as a good ice. I have had yeah. crushed ice, and a lot of it, like, crushed so finely that it's like. Mm, yeah, she will. We, we, have, we have one of the, uh, the ice makers on our fridge. And she will go over there, and like five minutes, she's just standing there, just well, filling her glass with ice. It, like crushed, and it has to be crushed. So I'm standing there five minutes, and the cast one Rigar's going fucking nuts because he loves yeah. the ice, and I'm just like stand there forever, like do 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 do, waiting for that fucker. This because I drink this huge cup, it's full, always at the top of ice, and then I pour it over it. No. So it's mostly ice tasted like with like coke flavoring on the ice. Oh, there's a kitty. The God, hey, what the hell dishes. is he doing? He's doing over there. dishes. He's like, hey, might as well knock him out. <laughs> Building some fucking cabinets or. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like remodeling. Yeah. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> You good? It sounded like you were remodeling your. Kitchen. Yeah, it was. Like, uh, I was. Like, I was having. An, I was cabinets. having an argument. I was having an argument with my cat. She wants dinner, and I told Aww. her she already. No. She wants. She wants second dinner. <laughs> so, so your cat is also. Uh, uh, a hobbit like ours. But what she's about um she's sector? chunky. I think the word for a cat like mine is chunky. Yeah, yeah. we have a chunky. Yeah, we've got we one of those. Uh, yeah. Anyway, no, no. I don't know what you call Rhaegar. Asshole. Yeah, he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> That's so, what Lil oh. and Muspa cats is that they're assholes, <clears throat> and, we, and we're just slaves to them. Anyway, Sean, go ahead. What do you got? 
All right. So my first film um, is the 1971 classic Touch of Satan. Do you love um, this movie so much? <laughs> I absolutely adore this movie. Um, it originally aired in uh, 1998, season nine. Um, this film stars a uh, relatively unknown um, 1970s dollar store David Spade uh, by the name of <laughs> by the name of Michael Same. Berry. Um, he plays Jody. Jody. Um, <clears throat> and my my woman, um, MB Melee, um, she plays Melissa, and she you is one shit for big stupid on that one. She, she, she is one of the, she film. is one of the reasons why I love this movie because I have a crush on her. Um, oh, she's not cute. The movie, <laughs> the movie itself, um, is riddled with shitty dialogue, and Where you could drive a train through it. <laughs> super confusing plot points, um, and. <laughs> The thing about this movie that I think I love the most, like, I love the music. I love the intro music at the beginning um, when he's, you know, driving the car, you know, for that 10-minute intro. Um, Right. Um, And it's, like, it's just super 70s, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, right, yeah, I just just get that that feel. Yeah. Interesting fact about this. Uh, this is the first feature film for uh, makeup artist Joe Blasco, who did other MST3K films, um, such as Track of the Moon Beast uh, and, that and, and Parts, The Clonus Whore. I actually like that movie. I love I Clonus Whore so much. Yeah. yeah, it's a good one. And uh, I don't know if you remember <laughs> at, near the end of this um, when Satan gives his speech. Um <laughs> That was actually that was actually taken word for word from H.P. Lovecraft um, in the the story The Horror of Red Hook. Nice. Um, and so there's really not a whole well, lot to say. I am say. Torgo, I am Wormo. Yeah, that. yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, there's really not a whole lot to say about this film. Um, it, it it's really hard to understand. Candy and I have have argued <laughs> about had- that theories over theories you on know, this and you got this guy who ends up at this you know on this farm with this in, girl. in the water that was really easy to avoid sorry yeah um <laughs> this is where the fish live why <laughs> why would you say that that's actual dialogue why would you yeah. say that what? yeah that wasn't a riff that was that was actual film dialogue. you think um, in the pond yeah hmm. but but you know he, he ends up on this farm and you find out the she's a witch fish. And that, you know, she was she existed 200 years ago and that she somehow stayed 20 because of this pact with the devil. And it's just, you know, her sister, great grandma. Right. Her sister's trying so hard to be Rosemary's baby. Right. And that was Mm. yeah, this was this was part of those those chunk of films that came out after Rosemary's baby because it was such a hit. You know, so they're trying to to mimic that success. Um to uh horrible if i can bring up a quick thing about this film yeah um okay so here's one of our discussions that where we've sat and we've, we've really tried to just puzzle this out who the fuck are luther and molly yeah you know who the fuck are they and then grandma dried applehead yeah. uh who's actually <laughs> one of my sister, favorite her, her sister who she uh who she made the pact with the devil to save but she aged 
Right. But like yeah. Melissa didn't. She, yeah. she didn't read the fine print. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. It's super. It's super confusing. Um. But yeah, the, the grandma dried apple head. That whole scene where she comes. <laughs> Murphy she comes, you. She comes busting through the door, and he calls her. He calls her Grandma Kramer. And I lost it. Um. <laughs> A kabuki actor's been hit. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, you know, for the time, you know, I mean, the special effects weren't too terribly bad. I mean, like, um, the meat hook scene scene was really awesome. Um, the, the pitchfork scene, um, you know, when when sore throat (laughs) pain strikes, (laughs) um, you know, I thought, yeah, I thought, I thought that was cool. How they, they kind of freeze on the, the pitchfork and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just the riffs in this are so. So I'll go ahead and rate the movie. Um, I give it three out of ten piles of dung. Um, <laughs> it could go for any of them. Yeah, it. Uh, I get some. I get some seventies, you know, throwback with this and and the feel. I love the music. Um, I love the the whole conversation with uh, Jody and the gas pump attendant. You know, the the fromacidal maniac scene. <laughs> Um, and, <laughs> and, and yeah, the riffs, the riffs on that. The back are rub one. Right. The yeah. Back yeah. Stamps. Stamps? Back no. rub. Back rub. No. <laughs> dollar. <laughs> Extra dollar for the aliens <laughs> in my head. We watch this all the time. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm jumping in. I got to stop watching. Yeah. And it's so. Um, but but is is for the for the riffs for this, I gotta give it a nine out of ten. Um, yeah. It's it's not in my top five, but it's definitely in my top ten. Um, so I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it nine out of ten bad Scrabble hands. I just want to say something quick. Uh, this movie always makes me think of a classic um, from that era called uh, Race with the Devil. Do you, does anybody know this movie with no. Peter Fonda? Really? Peter Fonda. And the guy who plays Sergeant Hulka in uh, Stripes, what was that actor's name? God, I can't think of his name. Mm-hmm. And um, Loretta Swit. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm going way off topic, but there are uh, uh, two couples who are in a camper going cross country on a vacation, and they run afoul of a satanic cult. And the big reveal at the end of the movie is that everybody that they've run across, the cops, the gas station, they're all in this cult. And it always makes me think, when I watch uh, Touch of Shade, it always makes me think of that movie. It's a great Great old movie, by the way. I, I, it's got nothing to do with anything. Sorry. Yeah. Great yeah, movie. Ra- race, race, race with the race devil. With the devil. I'll have to check so that out. So good. Yeah. Great ending too. Great ending. But it always makes me think. It always, which, which is why I love it so much. Yeah. And another, another one of my risks before I forget. I meant to write it down and I, and I spaced it, but it just popped in my head. Uh, when, when Jody's in the house and, and Luther wants to give him a taste of his cider. And he and he and he says he made it with peanuts, <laughs> and they're like, "Sir, OP said peanuts." Because it straight up sounds like he said. It sounds penis. like he says made, made it with penis. penis. Yeah. Sir, OP said peanuts. I can't oh, I can't God. decide which would be worse. Right. <laughs> I, I also have to throw in my favorite riff. It's at the very beginning when we got Mr. Farmer who's talking all the shit, like you know, hello, pile of dung, you know, whatever. Yeah. There. Uh, and then he's like, he hears the cat meow. You know, because there's something spooky going on. He's like, Robert, is that you? They're like, Robert the cat. And, and, the riff, and then they're like, and then, and then the farmer says in the movie, he's like, you should be inside. And then they're like, the riff is like, with Andrew the dog. <laughs> 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 Where is your cat, Robert? Yeah. Oh, 
there's so many good riffs in that. Yeah, it, it's pretty solid, definitely. I love when they, they do the host episode where Tom is dressed up as the grandma and he's just kind of feebly poking the pitchfork. At right, like, oh, yeah. Oh, and doing those little noises. Oh, <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's, yeah. my, that's my grandma. One of them murders people and one of them doesn't. Tell yeah. them apart. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell them apart. One murders people yeah. and one doesn't. Well, so, and, and Mike's and, like, you have a grandma? Yeah, I do, Mike. <laughs> You reminded me talking about the host segments. I I love the you know with Steffi um, at the oh, beginning and God, she's yes. babysitting. And, Bees and, McKeever, geez. the great Bees McKeever. Yep. Yeah. And when she's when she's she's talking to uh to Brain Guy and she tries to get him to take his fruit snack. <laughs> I don't she need calls Brian. Yeah. I don't right. need my fruit snack, <laughs> but I will take it because I, I want to. <laughs> and she calls him Brian. Brian, yeah. And that was like, which one of you is Mike? Which one of you is Servo? And which one of you is Cow? I'm Servo. I'm cow. And I'm Cow. We say that all the time. Yeah. Our cat is striped like, a, or spotted like a, a Holstein cow. Sort of like, and I'm Cow. Yeah. <laughs> no chew. No chew. <laughs> All right, and so moving on for my for my second film, um, and and this is one of my absolute favorites. And I think um, this is one of his favorites because it's my favorite. And it it didn't dawn on me because I'd actually had chosen a different film to do, um, where I was going to do Werewolf, um, mm-hmm. which is another favorite of mine. But um, then I started thinking about it, and I thought, you know what, this one actually is kind of a horror movie too. Um, Merlin's Shop of Mystical Wonders. My absolute favorite episode of all time. I went out. And this um, this aired uh, season ten in 1999. Um, the the film was done in, in well, part of the film was done in 1996. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's it's separate. It's, it's cut into two like two short films. Um, the first uh, about um, this asshole um, critic. critic, critic, right? Okay, mm-hmm. and I mean, he just uh, Bob Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Jackass. <laughs> and and he goes in and he makes a scene, and so Merlin, you know, he doesn't believe in magic, or whatever. So Merlin gives him the book, and he takes the book home, and he starts doing the spells, and all the spells work, but every spell ages him, and he turns into fucking Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> and, <laughs> And it's just, you know, I mean, and and in in that segment that or in that that short film, there's to me, it's not really, you know, there's not a lot of horror. It's more like, you know, funny, um, you know, just supposed to be, but yeah, right, right. (laughs) But it's the second, it's the second film, or or kind of, I guess you could say, the wraparound, because the beginning of of the movie with the woman in the Ouija board, um, that is the the actual beginning of the second story and then they put the whole you know the merlin shop uh with the book and everything in the middle of it but all of that is the actually the director's first film it was a student film uh called the devil's gift really like super closely based on stephen king's short story the monkey yeah um and the the original film um is vastly different than what they use in Merlin's Shop of Mystical Wonders, much more dark. Um, yeah. To the point to where, like, you know, in in Merlin's Shop, Merlin comes in at the end, you know, with the monkey, and saves, you know, stops the monkey, and everybody lives. 
in the Devil's Gift in the original, there is no Merlin and no. everybody dies. And so it's, you know, it's vastly different. It's almost like they turned it into like more of a family friendly. They tried you know, to. Tried they to. Tried to. to. Right. It was and, so and it, really fucked up. And especially that Ernest Borgnine as the grandpa right, is telling right. these stories for little Billy. His grandson yeah. is really young. Yeah. Uh-oh. He wrote these for I fucking bought. television of all things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. when they refer to him as Tampa Borgnine, I just, <laughs> I just piss myself <laughs> every time. <laughs> Tampa Borgnine. No. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that that whole the whole thing with Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> I love Ernest Borgnine, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Oh my god, oh my god, yes. Phenomenal yeah. actor. Obviously, you know this was a, a lull for him this is before yeah. he got his SpongeBob gig, and he had that for quite a while. Before Brother's got to pay the rent. Come on. Well, he, he did well on SpongeBob. He was Mermaid Man. Yeah. Yes, he was. I loved Ernest Borgnine. Loved him. His defining yeah. role was Cabby. I like Kenny. Um, yeah, no, Ke- yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I was gonna say, um, Detective, um, can't think of his name from the Poseidon Adventure too. Yeah. Which yeah. could have been the same character, really, just a few years later. It could have been the same guy, really. I'm thinking like Marty. I'm thinking from here to eternity. Uh, oh, you know, they an old, old school. Yeah, what a he was. What a face. He had such a face. Yeah. <laughs> like it was carved out of butter. <laughs> And so my, you know, to touch on my my favorite, there's a lot of great riffs in this. Oh, my God. Um, one that I really love, this is kind of my honorable mention riff, is at the beginning with with Merlin and the the smoke, the, the fog comes up, and they're like, Jam Productions presents Merlin. Merlin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but but my all-time favorite is uh, near, close to the end in the, the second movie, um, when um, David he goes to the psychic at the park and and he's talking to her and she is like getting so fucking angry at him and she's like and she's like my god david and you know she's trying to to tell him like how to to deal with this demon and she's getting like angry and the riff is is uh you stupid bastard i can stab you in the eyes right now so help me god <laughs> and I fucking lose it every time. I love that one so much. Oh God, this is this is probably yeah. This is definitely my my favorite episode ever. It's so yeah. fucking funny. Yeah, this is this is definitely top three for me. Um, it's it and it and they all change depending on the mood I'm in. Um, they do. They do. They absolutely do. It's, I mean, my number one goes between two episodes, this and Future War. No. But uh, my top ten changes a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah a this, moving target. Absolutely. This. Yeah. This always alternates for me with uh, Final Sacrifice and uh, uh, yeah. Final o- sacrifice. Overdrawn at the Memory Bank. Oh, poor Raul <laughs> Julia. Yeah. I love Raul Julia. Oh my God. He was so. Hot. So I'm gonna give this. I give the film itself. Um, I'm gonna give it a six out of ten. Oh, um, that's high. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it, I don't know. It's I. I've never seen it unriffed, but I. You know, this is one of those where I actually enjoy the film. Um, as Do you I'm a time jump. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I. It, it that's never bothered me. Um, I mean, you can you can obviously it's clearly like the late right. 70s. You can obviously <laughs> tell the big you know the big difference, but but whatever you know, I enjoy it. Um, don't judge me. 
Um, <laughs> no. But as far as the, the MST3K version goes and the riffing, I got to give it a 10 out of 10 train flatulence. Um, <laughs> I just, I think it's, I think it's well done. Like Daniel said about, about his episode, you know, they fire on all cylinders. They, they definitely hit some really good, you know, riffs when, when Merlin comes in and they talk about like how his bathroom sinks always fucking clogged up because of all this fucking hair, you know? I like that munch my shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The book. <laughs> or the or the one where she's like where where she's I can't remember what she says but they're like did she just threaten him with sex? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get a lot more of that if you don't get out there. <laughs> yeah. uh, now when Crow and Tom take to the whole a niche reviewing thing, just everyone's talking about the new Crow T robot out on High <laughs> Six. That, that just <laughs> makes me yeah. just fucking die. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. It's it's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> just good. Definitely a great episode. One of my absolute all time faves. All right, David. You're up. Wait before wait, before I go, am I crazy or did Erica only do one episode? Did she do two? No, she did two. Oh, uh, where, where the fuck was I? Uh, you were here. Drunk. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Moving on. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna edit that out, right? Uh, I can't. Yep. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay. So uh, I went. I had to. Uh, I had to pick a Joel and a Mike episode to be even. So my first. Uh, be really even. You have to get Joda in there, but okay. Well, we only did two though. Um, <laughs> uh, Attack of the Giant Leeches. Um, but oh, before we get okay. to that, uh, I have to talk about the short. Was the um, first part of the Undersea Kingdom, the Great <laughs> Crash Corrigan. And, and and so if anyone if that name sounds familiar, that if, if, if that name sounds familiar, it's because they chose it specifically to compete with Flash Gordon, yeah. Flash Corrigan, and yeah. the guy who played him, I, I have his name written down, I can't because his 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 real name's not Crash Corrigan, but he took that on as his stage name. He was actually like the guy who did the actual vine swinging in the Tarzan serials. He was actually like the stunt man oh, that wow. they got to do. But I, I just I love the Undersea Kingdoms. I watched those two, the part one and part two together. Uh, I love them so much. They're just so awful. And it's um, kind of like my addition <laughs> to the Phantom Creeps ones with Bella Lugosi earlier on in uh, the the series. Or the uh, Hired part one and two. I love those. Oh, part, yeah. those are great. And uh, they make a great they make a great riff in the Undersea Kingdom when um, Crash and the kid uh, Bobby I think are at the top of the mountain, and then they cut to the next one. They did like a cliffhanger. And they like just magically are off the mountain. And they say, "How do you get off the Cockadoody Mountain?" They're making a total like misery, a misery callback, which is great. yeah, because she would talk about the cereals. Right? How the how they get off the Cockadoody Mountain? It's just wrong. <laughs> but Attack of the Giant Leeches, uh, the great Roger Corman, uh, just ah, so basically great, a couple of guys great. in in trash bags, uh, just. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this is I remember this movie on TV uh, when I was a kid. Uh, the Unrift version loved it so much, um, and it's got a. This is one of those episodes that's got a lot of people in it that you see in other episodes, uh, particularly um, particularly um, Night of the Blood Beast, another Roger Corman and Gene Corman pain fest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've got a lot of the same a lot of the same people. I, I like love that seeing. One a bit better. I love <laughs> seeing the same people in a bunch of different episodes playing different characters. Part of the soda is always like oily and gross, though. Yeah, always, <laughs> always play the same character, just with different names. Yeah. And then, um, it's got a great riff um, 
Wow, uh, what a great life, flipping a, a walnut in a sieve all day. Just a great riff. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it's another just um, giant monster, giant mutated creatures, um, like, became much more in vogue later on. Um, they don't really even say what caused the mutation. I think I think the doctor makes some allusion to Cape Canaveral is up the road or something, and but they don't really get into it. It's just some giant leeches who take Yvette Vickers and the dude whose name I don't even know. Yvette Vickers, by the way, as a promotion for this movie, posed for Playboy. Wow. Uh, and actually, it, so a lot of times on the Mystery Science Theater fandom groups, people will talk about, like, you're either male or female crushes from episodes. I got to say, Yvette Vickers is up mm. there on the list for me. The, she was so sultry. And it's so... He he's gorgeous. gorgeous. And, he, and the, the husband, I can't think of that actor's name. He's so henpecked. He's like... Liz, baby, and she's like Liz, baby. She's just so <laughs> awful to him, and he's just like <laughs> he just. Um, uh, and uh, um, I'm trying to think of the my favorite riffs from that one is um, I can't I can't I'm too drunk I can't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did I write it down? Oh, I think I wrote it down. Wait, give me a sec. You usually have more notes than anybody, so. No, I'm no, I got I got notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. The the opening the opening of this episode is with the the second half of the Holo Clowns. Remember the Holo when um, yeah. Mike and, and the Holo, which is one of my favorite things ever. And uh, it's getting hard to sleep at night, and I'm tasting metal when yeah. he can't like turn off the Holo Clowns. Yeah. I love that. Um, uh, oh yeah. Okay. So my my favorite riff from uh, Giant Leech is that towards the end, Crow says. Joel, I can't help but feel that this film was flawed in certain ways. Can't argue with that. Which is great. Oh, I dropped it on this one. Okay, but my second one, seriously, my favorite one, and our second sort of a Canadian, along with Final Sacrifice, which oh, we mentioned wait, earlier. Oh, uh, Dave, did you want to rate? Uh, uh, oh, Giant Leeches? Yeah. As an, epi- as an episode, I, a 10 out of 10. This is one of those episodes for me that is just it's nearly funny. perfect. And the movie itself, actually, the movie itself is not that bad for what it is. A 50s mm. mutated monster, black and white, you know. I mean, it's no. got the swamps, you know. It's got the leeches, which, I mean, who doesn't hate leeches? And no one likes leeches. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I think the movie itself, probably an 8 out of 10 for what it is. I, like I said, I remember watching it, uh, you know, unriffed when I was a kid. Creeped the shit out of me. Yeah, so the episode, 10 out of 10. Um the movie itself, probably 8 out of 10. I can't think of anything witty to, to, to rate it against. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, my second one, I was going to say, but second, the, the sort of the second sort of Canadian one, along with Final Sacrifice, is Zombie Nightmare. Oh, <laughs> okay. yeah. Um, straight, when, you, when we were decided <laughs> to do a Mystery Science Theater one, I just like, Zombie Nightmare. This yeah. is one of those ones for me. I was like absolutely squirm. <laughs> this is one of those episodes for me. There's like maybe ten or maybe twelve mystery science theater, sorry, mystery science theater episodes that I consider to be perfect. This mm-hmm. is one of them. It's, the host segments are perfect. The episode is perfect. The movie is perfect for riffing. And and the thing about this movie is it's actually got a bit of a cast in it. You've got you know Tia Carrera. Yeah. Right. This is their first film, actually. This is her first film, and they actually, oh, Tia Carrera, we're gonna have to pay attention. Pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> and the great John Micklethor, and the thing about Mick, he uh, went around as Thor. He was this sort of um, strongman rock and roll act. I remember seeing him on like I don't know if it was Carson or one of those early talk shows 
where he would like blow up a water bottle, like he would like yeah. take a water bottle and, and and blow and make it burst with just the power of his own lungs. I remember seeing that when I was like ten years old, and and he was like a, a minor thing. Although people should still seek him out on Facebook and Twitter. He still like tours with his band. He still yeah, does, the, yeah, he does the Thor thing. He's really into it. You know, he's um, he's I very like the committed. Thorchestra. I mean, that's kind of creative. Thorchestra. <laughs> and and, um, and he was in another. Um, rock and Roll uh, Nightmare. Rock and Roll, that they did rock and roll Nightmare. Oh, so bad. Fuck that movie. Uh. <laughs> and um, one of my. And uh, all, oh, who's the guy? I, oh, fuck. I should have taken better notes. <laughs> the um oh and um uh the one who plays the detective give me one second got it right here in front of me uh his name is i can see his face frank frank deets frank deets yeah he's, oh, he's also, really good to interact with on, and on he's his, a really he's very active and he's also like a very successful like disney animator a very mm-hmm. successful artist <clears throat> and this was like his first thing they make a lot of fun of how young he is in this you know, who put the 10-year-old in charge of the murder investigation? <laughs> and, the and guy the, that talks like the penguin, though. What the yeah. fuck? Oh, God. You know, yeah. I, was, I, I, looked, I tried to look it up because Frank Dietz did a sort of a, a brief sort of um, interview um, online about what it was like to work on this film. But I couldn't find it. And I think it's because he went, like, on a tour. He wanted to do, like, a speaking tour about this movie. And so I think he took that offline to kind of, you know, to, and, but he talked about, and I think he said that that guy, that was actually his voice. It wasn't like a characterization. That guy was actually that way. Kind of like Burgess Meredith. <laughs> like, 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 like Batman series. And which they're is like funny with Adam West being in the film. Adam West, is, yeah. Adam West, is, they make so many great Adam West jokes about <laughs> Tim Burton. Wait, we talk about phoning it in. <laughs> yeah, just uh, poor Adam West. Yeah. And yeah, also, sure. I have to say, the, the 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 actor who played the the leader of the gang, um, the Sean Levy, right? Yeah. Spaghetti, my mom today. It, it, did, it didn't stick. Must not have been done. Uh, <laughs> Sean, Sean Levy has gone on to a really successful career yes, in yeah. producing and directing. So it just goes to show you never what judge is, a book by its first the most shitty movie. Successful, like in a CPK <laughs> alumni, you know, he he's yeah. really had a very. He's actually gone career. on this stuff. Uh, and this, so this movie I love so much because it's zombies, which I love. It's 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 really not great, which I love. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's got the uh, the lady playing the sort of Jamaican voodoo priestess who just I don't know what she's, she's trying to do with her. All voice. the scenery. Like. Yeah. Like, there's so many great riffs. I'm trying to think of my favorite. I think, did I write it down? Oh, I, 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 I was. I, can I throw one out? <clears throat> Uh, George A. Romero's Casey at the Bat. <laughs> Casey, yeah. so many great shows. You know, if you're a zombie, you can't. You have to be careful how you schedule your college classes because you can't get between them too quick. <laughs> so, Chris. Um, uh, uh, oh, and uh, Hank Peters, Italian grocer. <laughs> I thought it would be done, uh, fun to open a convenience store. What the hell was I thinking? <laughs> I was I was cracking up when we when you mentioned this because I. I die laughing that the at the beginning with the uh the dad or the the baseball coach or whatever he's, <laughs> he's leaving right. he's leaving leaving with his family and those those two you know those two thugs or whatever they're hiding in the bushes and they're like tickle patrol <laughs> that's my favorite, my favorite he's fighting them and he's like kicks him and he's like oh, i'm husky that is my favorite that's my one of my favorites <laughs> oh god uh, so yeah, so oh, and uh, bow down, bow down on my nipples. Great. Yeah. 
the nipples. The neighbors are complaining. Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> like at this episode just has so many classic rips. This is Mike, and this is when still when uh, Trace was still doing Crow. Mm-hmm. But those are some of my favorite episodes when you had Mike. That one season where we had the Mike Trace crossover. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was the writing was so sharp. And Trace has always been my favorite joke writer on the show. Of all the people who've been on the show, I think Trace writes the sharpest funniest jokes he's his stuff is so good i, I love trace i heard he's yeah. an absolute sweetheart in person i gotta keep my personal taste out of this because i don't want to inflame the community but we all have our preferences we all do and that but that's that, we were talking about that before we started recording about people who get into the whole mike versus joel are now uh with jonah, jonah. But like we're, but it doesn't, doesn't really get enough time at bat though i don't think but it doesn't none of that matters to me the show brings me joy i don't care if it's joel and each of them brings something individual yeah, to the show it, like it, joel had uh his own brand of of camaraderie with the bots and his own pacing and then mike you well, know, Joel was style. Joel was the father figure. He was mm-hmm. there. He was teaching them what it was to be human. Where Mike was more like the big dumb older brother. Yeah, like, like hey, let's like, get into trouble. Okay, right. sounds good. Yeah. But I think I, in this day, particularly in what we're living through today, mm-hmm. I, I will take my joy where I can fucking find it. You know what? <laughs> right. Yeah. And I right. will not. I am sure. not going to issue Joel or Mike or Jonah because of what I love season. Them all. Give me all, I need all the fucking joy. Give it to me now. You know what I mean? I I find I really enjoy Jonah. And so I have weird sleep patterns. So I'll wake up and I, um, you know, whatever episode I was watching during that, because I put the the DVD on repeat, um, I'll wake up, take my meds, be up for a minute, go back to bed, and I'll put in like a Jonah episode. That's good for my going back to sleep for a couple hours in the morning because it's really relaxing. When I get my tattoo, um, which I'm getting the coloring done tomorrow, I cannot wait to see it. My cannot MSCK wait to see tattoo, it. Uh, which is a big piece for my first it, it, tattoo. It's, it's huge. For yeah, me go big or go home. I'm so fucking extra. But he puts on um, MSC3K for me, but he has Netflix. So I'm laying on my side while he's tattooing my arm. And he put on, like, uh, it's all it's on Netflix is the Jonah stuff, which I enjoy. So Beast of Hollow Mountain is my favorite. So I watched that, and I just got, like, really comfortable and relaxed. Because I watched it to go to sleep, so I was, like, falling asleep. It was uh, it was joyful. Yeah, I it, all it. Of, yeah. it, it, all, it all adds value to my life. Um, and like I said before, we, we, I need that right now, particularly – as we're I need all the this, time, tomorrow, and especially right now. Tomorrow is the election, so I don't know what kind oh, of fucking God. hellscape oh, we're gonna wake up to on Wednesday morning. But whatever. Yeah. I don't mean to. I don't mean. To, I don't mean to stretch yeah. out. Uh, right. Yeah, zombie nightmare. Um, zombie nightmare. Like I said, it's one of my perfect episodes. There's maybe ten or twelve of them in the entire pantheon. Yeah. Zombie nightmare is one of them. I love it. I love. I love. I, I love the the cheese in it. I love the big hair. Yeah, so my hair. <laughs> my hair's frosted. Hair so what? <laughs> I, I love everything about it. I love the fact that there were some people in who actually went on to actual careers. Yeah. You've got Burt, Burt Ward. And my favorite riff is when uh, Burt Ward, whose character, the, the captain, he kicks, that one, he kicks that one dude in the face. They go, oh, that was easy for him. He just pretended it was Tim Burton. <laughs> that, that's a funny riff. Because I remember when, um, when the first Batman movie came out, didn't, uh, didn't, he, didn't um, Adam West, I said Burt Ward, didn't Adam West make a little bit of a stink online about how he wasn't going to be in the new Batman movie yep. under Tim Burton? Yeah. I seem yeah. to remember that. So it's kind of funny and bittersweet. But anyway, um, that, and that's the, uh, yeah, that's but Adam all. West did get a career revival. And he's so, yeah. he's so bad at this. He gets drugged into that grave at the end. He's like, 
uh, so hell is right there. It's like, yeah, that's, that's why you should always call before you dig. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I screwed this segment up. I'm so excited. I'm just tripping over myself. No, I mean, it's no, okay. you're good. It's, it's, no, this cool. show means a lot. This show has meant a lot to me. I, I discovered this show. It's saved my life. This and it's got me through. It's gotten me through two divorces. Might want to edit that out. Um, it's, got, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's what I go to when I'm at my darkest. I'll just put on. I just want to see the fucking robots, you know, dancing or a Joel in the with the feet on the on the thing from Manos, you know. I want to. I just want to see. I want that joy. I want that silliness that means nothing well, and yet you, everything to me. You know, um, yeah. going through my mental health struggles, and you don't have to edit this out because I live openly. But um, it. I have really bad anxiety. I have a lot of trouble sleeping. This is no secret to any of you, but this may be the first episode somebody listens to. But uh, Mystery Science Theater has really helped me through a lot of bad shit in my life. I started watching it when I was about 11, uh, early on, so uh, that's how old I am. So that would be 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, you know, just it's seen me through so many rough times, and there were times in my life where this was all I had. It made me smile. It made me left me feel comfortable to the point where it was like I couldn't go to sleep without it because maybe my day was horrible, but I could look forward to laying in bed and laughing and just being in that moment. So mm-hmm. it's been so many things to so many fans, and that coupled with my love for horror, and I love that they do horror films. Obviously, they don't do great films on the show. That's not the point of the show. You're supposed to have fun with these bad movies. And there are some bad horror movies out there. But that we can have this combo of the things that I love. It's like my perfect go-to. I have this every day of my life. And I, I have to have it. You know, I have to have both. Yeah, I watch yeah. every day. I watch at least I watch at least part of an episode literally every day. Every day in this it. house. It's like taking vitamins. I, I need it. I my need kids that. are I, Misty's. They grew up I, with the show. I need something that is totally removed from the reality that's outside my fucking windows that I don't want to know about. I, just, I, I need it. I need it. And the reason why I wanted to do this special episode is, like I said, you know, it's really a rare occurrence when there's things that you love and they can combine in one beautiful place. So we've got horror that we're all obviously horror fanatics here. And we've got Mystery Science Theater, which either directly or indirectly brought us all together here and made these beautiful friendships that we now have. So, like, all of these things together have made this beautiful thing. I love it. Yeah, definitely. So I'm glad that we've been able to dissect that and talk about it a little bit and laugh about it on the show. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing, guys. Thank you. Yeah, I love I love this show so much. I've gotten tattoos about it on my body. The, yeah, I'm gonna. Which, which they tell me are forever. Yeah, that's what I've heard. That's what I wrote. Oh well. Get off there forever. <laughs> <laughs> At least in this mortal shell. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm, when I get my color tomorrow, I will post it. It'll be red a little bit, you know, front inflamed. But you'll see the basic, and then as it heals, I'll be posting. How long did the line work take the first uh, time? Three How hours. Two and a half three hours, hours is hours. about. That seems to be everyone's limit. They're like, yeah, three hours and I'm done. They wanted to do. He originally had scheduled me for four hours, yeah, and yeah. then we had to reschedule because that's when I was sick and they thought I had COVID. Now they were wrong, clearly. Oh, yeah. So that was my birthday because this is my birthday present. A very expensive. Birthday. I can't wait to see the color. That's such a. So great I will post tomorrow yeah. uh, when I get home to take our mind off other things going on in the world, and as it heals, I will be posting. So um, I'm very excited about it. It's going to look amazing. It already does, but it's going to look even better. 
so yeah. Yay. Yay. Uh, any closing thoughts on horror MSCQK? I know I did my little diatribe. Does anybody else want to say anything? No, I mean, I already said it. I was about to do like the train sound from um, that they do in between the dialogue in Touch of Satan. <laughs> right <yeah>. through the dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, somebody had, had mentioned one of one of the ones that I wanted to bring up for honorable mention. Um, Giant Spider Invasion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think that's a great one. Um, Werewolf, Werewolf is another great one. Um, you know, there, there are quite a few table for both of us for a minute. Yeah. The, the, the more I think about horror in MST3K, there are actually a lot of episodes to choose from. Yeah. There um, is really a lot. Yeah. And it's based on your mood. It's like, it's like picking your favorite, you know, drink or food is what kind of mood you're in. Like sometimes you're in uh-huh. there's there's So they all fit different moods. Yeah. So we have about 20 that are on regular it was on you rotation, know, right? Heavy rotation. Regular rotation, like at all times. So it'll be like, if I'm having a really bad day, I'll be like, okay, I need one of the regulars. Yeah. Or if I'm feeling, you know, I had a good day, I'm just like, hey, we'll just pick some random. Because I've got like almost every single set, including the rare Godzilla disc season 10. Those I are hard to find. I, do. I, I bought it when it came out because that was one of the few times I had money uh, at that <laughs> time in my life. And when it came out, and uh, but I have it. Um, yeah, so, I mean, uh, we have so much to choose from that, but we tend to rotate towards the same ones, but sometimes it's like, I'll just, you know, branch out of that, that 20 usual ones and be like, Hey, let's watch time of the apes or something. Cause I really enjoy that film. It's so <laughs> fucking bad, but it's a, it's a great Joel episode. I'll be like, am I in the mood for Joel? Am I in the mood for Jenna? Am I in the mood for Mike? You know, I do, uh, have a tendency towards Mike. Uh, just because he has the same kind of humor as me, I do love all three hosts. I do. I do yeah. love them. I'm going to say that. Yeah, one of my one of my most prized possessions is the uh, ten of the Gamera episodes that my daughter Zoe, who I mentioned a lot, Zoe, what's up? She got me for Father's Day or, or uh, years ago. It's one of it's my a great most, present. I love the Gamera episodes because again, yeah. the giant monsters. I grew up <laughs> in that shit. The yeah. first camera is my favorite, but I do like camera versus scary. They, they 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 vary in quality, certainly. Uh, Gauss <laughs> is tough to get through. I like through. the Godzilla films. Yeah, the, but but I but I just, I can't say enough about this show, and we could go on. Noticing. Yeah, sorry. Well, I mean, this is my jam. This is the reason that Candy and I even know each other was. Yeah, was we've known each show. other for actually a really really long time. Yeah, just through this show. Just from I've actually made a lot of really good friends. Just through this show. And it was kind you of know. like serendipity that I realized what a big horror fan he was through our through like a Facebook post. We realized that about each other. And then we just like became friends. And then, you know, I we had an opening on the show and I was like, dude, you gotta come on and do this. And here we are. <laughs> and you've regretted it ever since. No, it's been <laughs> one of the best decisions. We're gonna I, listen to Dave make some more drinks. <laughs> no, but you know, we've all had our drunk nights on here. Mine was in season one. Oh, yeah. But when we did the ghost episode, I was drunk as fuck. Yeah, when I was preparing for this, I was like, okay, talk slowly, structure your thoughts, and you know what, fuck it. I was just like, word salad. Just when you get yeah. so excited about something, and like I said, this is two of my favorite things in the entire world. I get, I've been interjecting. I never, I'm not Daniel. I'm not like, man, interject. I just fucking interject. That's from growing up in an Irish Italian family. Daniel's so polite. I'm not yeah. fucking polite, but it's not, but I actually am, but it's just in my family, it's, it's Irish and Italian that I grew up in. If you don't talk loud and you don't talk over people and if you don't interrupt, you're never going to get hurt. And I can't break it. 
even yeah. though and he gets on me all the time. He's like, you're doing it. And I'm like, I can't help it. Yeah. And I'm the quiet it. one in my I family. I very excited. It's the only way that I know how to communicate is just, oh, you know, just get all out before somebody else talks over me. I mean, I'm just, I'm just waiting on Daniel to have a drunk episode. <laughs> um, I did. He does not look amused. He looks like he's gonna fuck you up. Yeah. I think he's tired. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's about time we close it down. I knew we were gonna go boogaloo overtime on this one. No, actually, you know. Oh, we're right on time. We're right on time. And, you know, this is the time when we start seeing, you know, where there still be a clown in the sky for me. What you want to start us off, Erica? I mean, no, not really. I'm just <laughs> thinking it's kind of record. I well, I'm just so come up, up kind of. until now. Now I'm thinking about that clowns in the sky song, and I can't get that in my head. <laughs> and he, like he's taking the, he takes the nose off of him and puts it into the thing. Oh. <laughs> That's the end of pod people, but I. You're not I, my real father. <laughs> <laughs> I want to decide who lives and dies. <laughs> I say that all the time. Anyway, uh, yeah, let's uh, yeah, let's go ahead and call that an ending. I uh, there's still a million more things that we could say, but I really think we covered a lot. We expressed our love for the show, expressed our love for horror, and uh, that's really the message, you know. There, there are places in the world where wonderful things that can meet up and just be perfect. That can exist. Yeah. Okay, here it is. It and is this, yeah. In this day and age, we need that. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to go around and let everybody who wants to do plugs do plugs. Uh, Daniel? Well, as always, the Nightmare Nerd is on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, writing for uh, House of Tortured Souls and contributing here. Uh, you know, do your civic duty, folks. Get out there and vote tomorrow. And as always, it could be scary and enjoy. Awesome. All right. Erica. Uh, find me on Instagram at My Horrific Life and on my website, uh, MyHorrificLife.com. And I'm pretty lazy about posting there. I'm, I'm probably more active on this podcast than on my own website. So <laughs> anyway, if you want to, check me out there. <laughs> awesome. Um, Sean? um Sean of the Dead. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Slasher. Um, David's OnlyFans this week. Oh, I thought we were doing yeah, that. Yeah. Do you need my credit card number or did it expire? Wait, let me look. <laughs> um, recently wrote an article uh, that was posted up on Behind the Screams. Um, plan on doing some more, so keep an eye out. Awesome, and I'm so happy to see him do that. Um, Behind the Screams has been so kind to us, so shout out to them. We love um, them. Right Definitely. before Halloween, um, which just occurred at the time of this recording, um, they put out my Halloween kind of article about what I think is the perfect party Halloween film, uh, Night of the Demons. Definitely check that out on Behind the Screams uh, website. Um, yeah, just shout out to them. Um, yeah, most of my work is here. You can find me on Instagram slash Arcandy, the final girl. Uh, Dave, and I thought I, was, I saved you for last. So you could do your quote since Rob's not here. Oh, Rob, what is he? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Be kind. If nothing else, be kind. It'll, it's going to be weird because we always say vote, but after tomorrow, which is going to be after, you know in the past, once this finally airs. But anyway, 
But I want, well, one plug I do want to give, there's a website that I go to that is my ultimate resource for Mystery Science Theater. So if you're new to Mystery Science Theater 3000, it's called clubmst3k.com. I have no affiliation with this website. I have no idea the guy who puts it together. But you can go there and look at all the episodes. You can you can mm-hmm. uh, sort them by ranking. People and also, them. yeah, if you're as um, anal retentive about info as I am, go to MST3K Info, who they do the satellite news, and they will break it down by season, by episode, by host segment. It's yeah. very anal retentive. Yeah, if you're, if you're new to the show, it's a lot to take in because it's like 200 plus episodes now plus the new season. But yeah. Um, yeah, if, if you want something in your life that will make you happy and take you away from all the shit outside, this is the show for you. Yeah, the newest yeah, stuff what? is still on Netflix as of this time. Um, that's with uh, the newest host, Jonah. Um, we've got The Gauntlet, at, which is technically called season 12 now and season 11. But um, the rest of it is readily available. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, yes. There's, there's a lot of places to find it that club at missy 3k is a good start um and missy great 3K website info is a good place to start yeah great so. and that's it yeah well great job everybody i'm looking forward yes. to evil dead 2 yeah. on thursday bruce is back here he approves yeah i saw that you see that look on my face this is the, this is the look of someone who says please kill me i just embarrassed myself in front of bruce campbell <laughs> I love that picture. <laughs> I, I just I just saw that face like, please kill me now. <laughs> uh, I gotta I gotta do a redo at first, but we'll talk about that yeah. on Thursday. Can't wait. I've seen it so many times, but everyone loves that movie and it's just intimidating. No, I think I think we're gonna do some fun stuff with it. I think we're gonna have a lot of fun, just like with Creep Show. I mean, what can you say that hasn't been said? But we found plenty of stuff. So, and, you know, yeah. when we all get in there and we're all firing, you know, you never know what's gonna come up. So I think yeah. it'll be good. <laughs> Can't right. wait. Everybody have a good night. <clears throat> see you on Thursday. Yeah. See you guys. Take care. Good night, y'all. Thanks. Bye. Bye.